Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, now we come to the end of 1 Samuel. And in this chapter, of course, uh, Samuel was born um, out of a faithful promise uh, to his mother, who had prayed for a son and had promised to dedicate the son to the Lord if she was given a son. And so Samuel was a faithful priest, he was a faithful prophet, and he was the last of the judges of Israel. Samuel had the great privilege of anointing Saul, the king of Israel, and he anointed his successor, David. But this last chapter now really brings to a conclusion uh, the chapter of Saul's life. It's very brief, but listen to me now as I read 1 Samuel chapter 31. Now the Philistines fought against Israel. The Israelites fled before them, and many fell dead on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines were in hot pursuit of Saul and his sons, and they killed his sons, Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malkishua. The fighting grew fierce around Saul, and when the archers overtook him, they wounded him critically. Saul said to his armor-bearer, Draw your sword and run me through, or these uncircumcised fellows will come and run me through and abuse me. But his armor-bearer was terrified and wouldn't do it, so Saul took his own sword and fell on it. When the armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he too fell on his sword and died with him. So Saul and his three sons and his armor-bearer and all of his men died together that same day. When the Israelites along the valley and those across the Jordan saw that the Israelite army had fled and that Saul and his sons had died, they abandoned their towns and fled, and the Philistines came and occupied them. The next day, when the Philistines came to strip the dead, they found Saul and his three sons fallen on Mount Gilboa. They cut off his head and stripped off his armor. And they sent messengers throughout the land of the Philistines to proclaim the news in the temple of their idols and among their people. They put his armor in the temple of the Ashtoreths and fashioned his body to the wall of Beth-shan. When the people of Jabesh-Gilead heard what the Philistines had done to Saul, all their valiant men marched through the night to Beth-shan. They took down the bodies of Saul and his sons from the wall of Bethshan and went to Jabesh, where they burned them. Then they took their bones and buried them under a tamarisk tree at Jabesh, and they fasted seven days. And so, sadly, just as Samuel had prophesied through the witch of Endor, Saul's sons and Saul are all killed in the same uh, battle. This chapter takes place literally um, the next day after the Witch of Endor event. And so the last um, chapter, same day as this, the battle was begun. But here, sadly, the battle goes against Saul. So verse 1, now the Philistines fought against Israel. The Israelites fled before them, and many fell dead on Mount Gilboa. So they were routed. The um, Israelite army ran. It says the Philistines were in hot pursuit of Saul and his sons, 
And they killed his sons, Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malkishua. So they were retreating. And so Saul was not dead, but his sons were dead. In verse 3, it says the fighting grew fierce around King Saul. And when the archers overtook him, they wounded him critically. So Saul was going to die, but he wasn't, um, he wasn't yet dead. He knew that his, his battle had been lost. Of course, he knew the, the prophecy of Samuel. But he was critically wounded, and um, he decided to take matters into his own hands, so to speak. And so he said to his armor bearer, draw your sword and run me through, or these uncircumcised fellows will come and run me through and abuse me. Now, Saul might have been thinking this is more honorable. This is a more honorable way to, to die. Or he might have been afraid of what um, horrible torture the Philistines would put him through. We don't know. The Bible doesn't explain that. But the armor bearer was terrified to take Saul's life, and, and he wouldn't do it. So Saul attempted to commit suicide. It says he took his own sword and he fell on it. And then verse 5 says the armor bearer saw that Saul was dead. So he, he also uh, committed suicide. He fell on his sword and died with him. Now, there's a little aside. We're going to find out in Second Samuel that there's an Amalekite who comes along and claims that Saul was still alive after all this, and he asked the Amalekite to kill him, and the Amalekite supposedly did. And so there's a little bit of a conflicting story here. It's one of those things uh, the Bible doesn't explain clearly whether it was A or B. But here in 1 Samuel chapter 31, it says Saul took his own life, and his armor bearer saw that he was dead. So that seems to be pretty definitive. This is the way it happened. But we'll hear another version of Saul's death in a couple of chapters. In verse 6, continuing in chapter 31, verse 6, Saul and his three sons and his armor bearer and all of his men died together that same day. When the Israelites along the valley and those across the Jordan saw that the Israelite army had fled and that Saul and his sons had died, they abandoned their towns and fled, and the Philistines came and occupied them. So this was a a tremendous rout. Those that were living, um, those Jews who were living nearby abandoned their cities, and the Philistines took their territory. And then the next day, the Philistines come to the battlefield to strip the dead and take the plunder, and they found uh, Saul and his three sons' bodies on Mount Gilboa. So they cut off Saul's head like a trophy, and they stripped off his armor, and then they sent messengers throughout heralds, if you will, out through the land of the Philistines, proclaiming the news in the temple of their idols and among their people. So this was a great um, celebration for the enemies of God, the enemies of Israel. They put Saul's armor in the temple of the Ashtoreths, and they nailed his body to the wall of Beth Shan. And uh, this is a, a horrible desecration of his body and making a trophy out of his dead body. But the Jewish people of Jabesh-Gilead heard what the Philistines had done to Saul's body. And so a bunch of their brave guys marched through the night to Beth Shan, and they took um, the bodies of Saul, and apparently his sons were on the wall too, took them down and and, uh, went to Jabesh where they burned the bodies. And so remember that because these valiant men of Jabesh-Gilead will be honored later by King David for what they did, the care they took to recover Saul's body. And then verse 13, they took their bones and buried them under a tamarisk tree at Jabesh, and they fasted seven days. Now, just a quick word. They burned the bodies of Saul and Jonathan. 
And these were heroes that burned them, Jabesh Gilead. This was not a, an attempt at desecrating their bodies. They burned their bodies. Friends, in our generation, uh, burial has become quite expensive. And as a pastor, from time to time, people will come to me and say, uh, is it a sin to be cremated as opposed to be uh, interred with your body with the embalming and all that? It's not a sin. This is uh, one evidence of it uh, from this chapter. These men were trying to honor Saul and his sons, and they burned their bodies. Uh, they weren't trying to dishonor them. And so they, they did inter their bones under a tree, but they burned them. They cremated them before they buried their bones or their remains. And so my, my opinion, um, the Lord is not offended by cremation. Uh, the Lord does emphasize through the scriptures that we're to honor the bodies of the dead and uh, not to treat them just like trash, you know, throw them in the trash heap. But it's not a matter of preserving the dead body for the uh, for the day of the resurrection. The Lord is able to assemble the molecules uh, for those that are blown up, for those that are burned up, for those that are lost at sea. Nothing's lost. And so um, if you're not able to inter the body of your loved ones, for financial reasons, don't feel like you've in any way offended the Lord. It's not an issue. And so, Lord, we, we see the, the death of Saul and Jonathan and the other sons. And, uh, Lord, there's no victory in this. It's just a sad end. Uh, in the case of Jonathan, sad end of a very valiant man and an able um, second in command to David, certainly an able second in command to Saul. And the wasted life of King Saul, Lord, um, this idea that he may have committed suicide at the end, we don't know what to make of that, Lord. It's not a, a thing that we can condone, and so we'll just leave it in your hands. But, Lord, Saul had definitely lost his way down through the years. And, Lord, it saddens us to see this end. May we, Lord, arrest those that we see going astray. Will you, Lord, please arrest us if you see us going astray? Don't let our end be less than our beginning. Lord, let our best days in you be before you and before us. Lord, may we accomplish more in our latter years than we did in our former. We pray this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.